1: Take your Bibles, please, tonight. Let's turn to the book of Philippians. Last week, we were in Philippians chapter number 3, verses 10 through 14. Tonight, we're in Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through uh, 13 tonight. And um, I'm looking forward to the message uh, to preach something that God has done personally in my own very life. You know, it's wonderful to be saved. The Lord reached down uh, about 15 minutes from here in an old little building and saved my sorry soul in 1956. And uh, what a great day that was that my name was recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. You'd think by now I would know some things, and you'd think by now that I would have everything perfected in my Christian life, but I still have so much growing to do in the Lord, and I want to grow in the Lord. I want to grow till the day I die, and I want to uh, be closer to Him than ever before. I pray that every day, as I pillow my head, if that would be the night the Lord would take me, I'd pray that I'd be the most right with God I've ever been in my life. Don't be weary with me. I'm trying to be a good pastor and a good Christian, but God's not finished with me yet. God is still trying to get my heart right and cleansed and pure. I was preaching revival at Walkertown, North Carolina. I used to go there for about 20-some years straight, maybe 25, and preach a week of revival Saturday through Wednesday night. And uh, it's the only time I was gone here on a Sunday to preach once a year. And um, I can recall Brother Bobby Robertson came forward and he was kneeling there, the pastor of that church, 61 years. And this was years ago and he came forward and at the invitation he was weeping. He said, oh, I want revival. Bobby Robertson needs revival. And I thought, my goodness, if Bobby Robertson needs revival, there's no hope for someone like me. But it just helped me so much. We never arrived. And tonight, I want to I tell you that God has done in my life personally and what he's doing, and he's not finished yet. Let's stand if you're in the tents, please, if you're able to. Let's take our Bibles, Philippians chapter number 4. And I read the Bible with you this morning. I could not hear you, and sometimes I paused real long, and I think sometimes you kept going through. I'll try to stay with you. You do a very, very good job on it. We're going to read chapter 4, Philippians, my favorite New Testament book, verse 10, 11, 12, and 13. Let's do our best to stay together. We begin in verse 10, where it says, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly. Ready? Begin. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein ye were careful which strengtheneth me. Our Father, tonight it's such a privilege to be here in the open air tent meeting, camp meeting style tonight. I thank you for the people of God. Lord, that they have not become weary in well doing, but Lord, I see a a renewed desire in the people of God. From a year ago when we were wide open to this date, these people have been such an inspiration. God, you have helped me so much. And I pray that tonight, as I speak about what I've learned, I pray it not be coming across arrogant, but God, that it be sincere in the hearts of God's people. Certainly we should have learned something by now. It's been over 300 days. Certainly in 300 days you've been speaking to us and trying to perfect us according to your word, Ephesians tells us. And so tonight I pray for your breath, your touch, your power in Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. I spoke to you on three words this morning where Paul said, I believe God. And I am persuaded, I am just totally persuaded. I can tell you, I can stand in this pulpit and say, I do believe God. I believe God knows all about COVID. I believe he knows all about the election. I know he believes all about communism. I know he believes all, God knows, and I I want an I believe God, I believe God tonight. I don't believe any of this is an accident. I don't believe this is a slip up that God let something slide by. I, I should have kept my eye closer. He's not saying on COVID in China as it came to the shores of America and around the globe. God knew about it. God knew about it before he created the world. He knows the end from the beginning. He's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. But we didn't know about COVID. We didn't know about the election a year ago at this time. We were on cruise control. We were gonna have the same president, we were free, we were going door to door, but everything changed on about March the 15th. And on March the 13th was the date on Friday the 13th. It all changed that day when America started locking down. And here we are over 300 days later. And you know, I experienced ups and downs, especially in the early days, because we had never traveled a path like that before. They said, if you'll shut your church down for 14 days, we'll get you back in. Well, America's never shut a church down for anything, nothing. On 9-11, the church house was filled about 25% more. People went to church that day because we needed the house of God. But I believe in America, many places, we've got a custom now. It's kinda, kinda great for a lot of Christians not to have to go to church. because sit at home, throw a little tithe on the on the uh, internet and uh, not have to waste time going to God's house, but I tell you what, that's not the way it is in Santa Clara, California. We we want church, we're here tonight, parking lot one, parking lot two, the internet, the tents are filled, people around. We, we want the house of God. This morning I believe God. Tonight I have three more words. My words that I have, these three words are found in verse number 11. Not that I speak in respect of what? For I, here it is, I have learned. Say those three words with me. Will you church please tonight, ready? I have learned. Say it again like we mean it in the cars, in the tents. Ready to begin? I have learned. What have you learned in the last 300 days? Every Christian needs to take inventory tonight. What? Have you learned? Certainly by now you all have learned something. Some Christians across America have learned that they don't need to go to church. Some Christians have learned that they can get by fairly easy without God. Some people have learned that I don't really need all these things like soul winning and, and uh, revival meetings and camp meeting and singing together and preaching. I'm doing fairly well without God. I have more time on my hand. But I tell you what, I know I pastor a church that has learned and I know you have a pastor that is learning some things that God has for us. I wanna address that subject tonight. I have learned. You ought to be able to go home tonight without me saying anything right now and write down some things you have learned and you know that God has taught, God's, God's had to teach you something. God's had to teach this church something and he has. Tonight i tell you on the negative and I'll go real fast on the negative. I'll tell you what he's taught me about myself, about some of the people of God. He's taught us about fear. And some people have fear over everything. They can't go to church because they have fear. They won't go to church because of fear. They're locked in their house because of fear. I know there are health conditions and I've asked some of our people that are vulnerable, they ought to stay at home, I believe that. I believe COVID is real. I believe it's still sweeping the nation. I believe it's it's many, I've talked again this afternoon to some pastors, they never had a case at all. They only had four in their large city of people that have perished with COVID and all of a sudden it's all over that city. I know it's real. I don't like it. I know it spreads somehow. I know all that. But I'm telling you what, I've watched people live in fear. Even God's people. Secondly, I've noticed that sometimes myself, but God's people sometimes are fickle. Not only fear, but fickle. What do you mean fickle? Instability, easy to change. I'm not gonna get involved anymore. I'm retreating. I'm on again, off again is what fickle means. I cannot believe that undoubtedly every church in America has lost bus captains. They were coming to church and faithful. Now they don't come. Sunday school teachers that were faithful. Now they don't come. Deacons that were faithful. Now they don't come. All across the country. Church members that were faithful to the house of God. And now they don't even go to God's house. They're fickle. They're fearful. I found that some are faint hearted. They faint over everything. Ha, ah, ah, ha, I can't do it. I can't do it. And just all faint hearted. Number three, number four. Some are just fatigued. And i tell you, my dear pastor friends that are watching tonight, I know that you're in this thing and you're busy and you're at this thing, but we cannot be fatigued and weary and well doing. This is not time to, to take a vacation and to rest and to sit back on our laurels and our leaves and say it's over, we just have to rest. Oh, this is time I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. I've discovered that some are fearful and some are fickle and some are faint hearted. I've discovered that some are fatigued. I've discovered that some are full of foolishness. Just foolishness. I watch and listen how people give themselves to foolishness. And then I've noticed that some folks have <laughs> given themselves over to the face covers. That's a letter F as well. Give you all of them. And if we all do. And I'm thankful that right now that apparently that's supposed to work, I don't know. I know Senator Rand Paul, who is a medical doctor, said that the science has said they are 97% ineffective. But we won't go there. They're telling us to wear it, so wear it. Not one amen on that. It's just what we're supposed to do. If We haven't learned the fact of not being rebellious at this point. We've not learned our lesson yet. I don't like it, you don't like it. Those are negative things. And you know, quite frankly, sometimes I've gotten in that same trap and I get disgusted with myself. I'm saying as I speak to myself and it's always wise to speak to yourself, it's kind of strange to talk to yourself. Sometimes I answer myself and that's very frightening. But I will say this, I've experienced fear and fickle and faint hearted and fatigue and perhaps foolishness. I've I've become weary with myself at times, and so have you. I, I get disappointed in myself, and I have been disappointed in some of God's people, even God's men. But tonight I'm not gonna talk about the negative and the disappointment. Tonight I wanna talk to you about the positive. God's been doing something in the life of the old Jack Trimber. And God needed to do yeah, these are some things that I, I may I have, maybe I had some of it, but I tell you what, a year ago at this time, but it's grown. Are you growing in grace? God's word says, but grow, 2 Peter 3:18, grow in grace. If COVID hasn't taught you to grow, then you haven't reached the pinnacle yet. You haven't reached what God is trying to teach you. You haven't completed the assignment. You must. Fulfill the assignment. You know what I I believe that God has done in my heart the last 300 days? I believe God has put great faith in my heart. I believe he has. Faith is believing God, and what I preach this morning, I believe with all my heart, I believe God. I believe God can do anything. God can part a red sea, and God can stop a son, and God can raise a boy from dead, and God can restore eyesight and and heal the lame, and God God can rain down manna for heaven for 40 years, and God can make it that the soles of the feet do not wear, uh, shoes do not wear out, and God can do anything but fail. There's nothing that's impossible with God. This right here is a great evidence. We had to tell the church when we're moving outside and oh, how God has won the victory. I believe by faith, I truly believe by faith, the greatest days of this church are yet ahead. I believe that still in America. You say, well, you don't understand. Oh, if we get the wrong president, it's over. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Mr. Trump, Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden undoubtedly will be our president, he will not do beyond what God allows him to do. And whatever he does, it will be for our good because it may drive us to our knees and look up, say, God, without you, I can't do nothing. I'm not worried about the presidency. I'm not frightened about the presidency. What if he dies, and we get that other lady? What if he dies, and she dies, and we get the Speaker of the House? Oh, me. What if he dies? I don't know, I am not. I don't worry, you're the future. For I know what life, I know who life, what lies ahead. I can put my hand in the hand of the man who touched the water and touched the vine. I'm so thankful for faith. I know, I know I'm positive without being prideful. I know I have more faith tonight than I did a year ago. I know I believe God more now than ever. I have watched God move in faith. You know, not only hit positively. Have I learned more about faith? I've learned more about my father, my heavenly father. I love the, that old song and I brought it with me tonight. It's not in any hymn books anymore. And though we have hymns that are older than this in our hymn book, this is written in verse in 1905. I trust in God wherever I may be upon the land or on the rolling sea, for come what may, from day to day, my heavenly Father watches over me. I trust in God, I know he cares for me, or mountain steep, or on the stormy sea. Got it too high. The billows roll, He keeps my soul, my heavenly Father, who watches over me. Oh, that used to be in the old hymn books. We'd sing that in our church on Sunday night. Every step, he makes the rose an object of his care. He guides the eagle through the pathless air, and surely he remembers me. My heavenly Father watches over me. For the sake of time, I'll skip the third, but he knows about the lion's den and the battlefield. But the last said, the valley, the valley may be dark, the shadows deep, but oh, the shepherd guards his lonely sheep, and through the gloom, he'll lead me home. My heavenly Father watches over me. God has been watching over you. God has been watching over me. I tell you, every night in the last 300 plus nights, 310 or 14, I can't remember right now what it is, but all these nights we pillowed our head at night and I close my eyes in sleep. Our Heavenly Father has been watching us. He's been right there. He's been right there through the midnight hour. And when I cannot sleep because my old flesh got so very weak and I began to get so very fearful and I'd walk through the night time in the house and I'd seek to pray to God. I tell you what, wherever I walked down the steps and wherever I went, he walked right with me and he walks with me. And he talks with me, and he tells me, Jack, you're my own. I love you, son. My heavenly Father watched over me in the night hour through the midnight hour. I got up in the morning, and I rolled out of bed, and I spoke to him. And in the morning, he said, good morning, son. And I said, you was with me all night, weren't you? Oh, yes, I was. I never left you. I never will leave you. I love Hebrews 13. My Father said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. All during COVID, he's been right with me. Every step I take, I take with Jesus. I tell you what, my Heavenly Father, here's what he said in Psalm 23. Jack, low, low, yay, I am with you always. Everywhere you go, when you walk through the shadow, dim, I, dim, I am there. I will never leave you nor forsake you. If I have the time, I would have the time, I don't. But I wish you would just study Psalm seventy-seven and Psalm seventy-eight sometime this week. Seventy-seven, perfect number. Seventy-eight, what a great two great chapters. And read it and realize that that Father of ours, He's watching every step I go, everywhere I turn, every every conversation I have. The psalm was written back in in the nineteen uh, hundreds. Uh, uh, it's page four forty-two in our hymn book. What though the way be? Lowly and dark the shadows fall. I know where he leadeth. My father planned it all. I sing through the shade, the covet, and the sunshine. I'll trust him whatever befall. I sing for I cannot be silent. My father planned it all. I love that old song. There may be sunshine tomorrow. Our shadows may break and flee. It will be the way he chooses my Father's plan for me. Stop fighting the plan of God. Brother Jose, if God wanted to stop this today, he could. If God wants to stop it tomorrow, if God wanted to stop it last April, he could have, but apparently we're not finished with our assignment yet. God is still teaching. I'm so very grateful tonight that I can have more faith this year than I did last year. I'm so grateful that I know my Father more this year than last year. I'm so thankful for the faithfulness of God. I see it more this year than I did last year. Uh, the psalmist, the the the, uh, 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 the uh, weeping prophet wrote in lamentation, "Great is Thy faithfulness. God is a faithful God. Nothing slips up on God." God in these last 12 months has been faithful. You can take that to the bank and I believe it with all my heart that our God has been faithful. God has not forsaken us. God has not neglected us. God has not forgotten us. God has not uh, left us alone just to die here in this wilderness, oh no, child of God. I'm thankful for the faithfulness of God. And with that point beyond this faithfulness, I'm thankful. Oh, I'm so thankful. I've seen it this year, I've witnessed it firsthand. The faithfulness of God's people. Thank God for His people. I'll tell you what I've learned. I've learned about faith. I'll tell you what I've learned. I've learned about my Father. I'll tell you what I've learned the faithfulness of God and His people. I'll tell you what I've learned that I needed friends. Oh, I thank God for my friends. You know, there've been some low moments. and God, every time, has used our family. I'm so grateful for our three children. I'm thankful for those 14 grandkids. And it might be a phone call, or it might be a visit from our son, our son-in-law, or daughter, or some grandkids. God knew I needed the kids. God knew that he would send, he'd send those kids. One night, Brother Thompson came up, had no idea he'd be there, and he came in my office right before church. I tell you what, my son would call, Brother Tim would call. Oh, Tim's a good boy, but he's a very bad boy as well, preacher in, in Arizona. He called his mother on a new cell phone this week. We were in the car. He said, yes, Miss, uh, Mrs. Trevor." you you have been reported that you did not have your mask on in Santa Clara, California. We didn't know it was him. I heard the voicemail. And he said, um, and and so you have been reported. And you know, I just sort of stayed quiet. And she said, I wore my mask every store in this. It had to be someone from church. (laughs) And so, in my evil mind, I started thinking about all you people over here that sit in this tent with her. I said, it had to be Chris Kinsler. it had to be. I began, and she, she threw names out at me. And, and uh, you know, I'm sorry, Brother Romero, but your name, no, it didn't. But I got that later that day, I was working in the yard that night, right before the, 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 the sun went down. I'm thinking out there, who would do that to my wife? She called back. He, he, she called back said, yes, I, I'm responding to this voicemail. But it's kind of odd. It's coming from Arizona. And she said, are you my son? And he goes, well, yes, I'm your son. The kid gave us, if you're watching right now, Brother Tim, you gave us a heart attack. I tell you what, we love, my wife and I love our family. They've been so good to us. The Phaneras live here, bless their heart. They have been so good to us. I'm so thankful for them. Brother Sam and Julie, Julie's listening so well back there. Sam is sleeping. That's not his horn. I'm looking for his lights or his horn. It's not going. There you go, Brother Sam. No, that's next door to Sam. He's that, that's Brother Wayne's car right there, I think. But I tell you what, God's been so good sending us, we need friends. I tell you what, the church family, you've been so good to me. God has used you. God has used you with a smile, and sometimes I can see it through a, a facial mask. God has used you with a note. God has used you with an email. God has used you with an encouraging word. I pity these dear pastors at Pastor Crank Cases. I want to thank God for friends like family and church. I want to thank God for the deacons. I've had so many of my deacons rise up and just bless my heart and send me scripture and send me a text or say something to me or being in their spot every single time that we have church and being there. Thank God for the deacons. Church, you're blessed. We have some great deacons here. I thank God for the family. I thank God for the church. I thank God for the deacons. I thank God for pastors nationwide, worldwide that have encouraged my heart. I thank God tonight for our radio family. I thank God tonight for our alumni. I thank God for the staff of this church. I tell you what, I found out we have a lot of friends. Thank God for friends. Thank God for his faithfulness. Thank God for our Father. Thank God for faith that we can increase in faith. I wanna say this in chapter three of Philippians, verse 13, this one thing I do. Number five, God has given me focus. This one thing. I'm not suggesting you're wrong if you like sports. I have no desire to watch a football game, a basketball game, a soccer game. I have no desire to watch a baseball game. Haven't done it in more than a year, probably two years. And I'm telling you what, I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. I don't want a bunch of thugs. And I know there's some good people in those sports perhaps. I don't want them influencing my life at all. I'm glad that that uh, this one thing I do is not sports. I'm glad this one thing I do is not, is not the news. It's not Fox, it's not CNN, it's not the whole crowd. I'm glad it's not the news. I'm glad it's not the stock market. I'm glad it's not traveling and politics. I'm glad this one thing I do. I'm more focused tonight than I've ever been in my life. God has a mission for the great North Valley Baptist Church. And for my life and your life, review. I thank God for faith. He's increased my faith. I thank God for my heavenly Father who watches over me. I'm thankful for his faithfulness. I'm thankful for the friends of God's family. I'm thankful for the focus that he's given me. This one thing I do. I thank God for forbearance. What do you mean? To be forbearing? is mean to wait, to be still. To wait, to be still. And I'm glad tonight that God is teaching me. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Strength doesn't come by charging forward. Strength comes by waiting on God. Psalm 27, 14, wait on the Lord. And again, I say, wait. Wait is to slow down, to be still, to be calm. And I know that my reaction normally in life is let's do something about it. But God says, Jack, I've got this one. He gave me early in this campaign. Exodus 14, 14. The battles of the Lord's, he shall fight for you. God has this. I can tell you, I can count on it, that God has this. I thank God for forbearance. I thank God, number seven, he has taught me fidelity. By fidelity, it simply means devotion or allegiance or loyalty. I've watched the people of God be loyal to God. I've watched the people of God be dedicated to God. I've watched the people of God have an allegiance to God. And I can tell you tonight that there is a fidelity in my heart. I've watched you go inside the house of God, outside, inside, and back outside. I've watched you come out here when it was 95 degree weather. I've watched you when it, it was raining down outside here. I've watched it when it's been freezing cold, and you think, and I've said, Look, it's too cold in Sunday school. Stay home and come to the morning service driving the car. And yet the tents were filled again today with people wanting the Word of God. That's God. That's, a, that's God doing something of allegiance, devotion, loyalty to His house, whether we're inside a building or outside the building. I thank God that he's taught me about finances. This has always been a good giving church. Last year, with the six foot buckets, where deacons are there with a bucket on a pole, and where people give online, a record year in our general account, a record year, amen, a record year in missions a record year in establishing probably the last time I'll talk about it, perhaps next Sunday night, briefly, 400 churches built the building, paid the pastor's salary for a year, 400 in the country of the Philippines. I'm so very thankful that every single person, person, 140,000 people in our city, every house received a Bible. Every house, you heard the report that a lady and her son were saved this morning in the Spanish because she was given a Bible and her words were, I was searching for some answers for my life. I find this area is searching. Thank God tonight that it's been a record year. It was a record year in giving to debt retirement. The loan to the principal went down over $1.5 million. No, no stewardship campaign. It's just buy a brick, fill a bucket, give an anniversary offering. Give a Thanksgiving offering. Give a Christmas offering. And at the end of the year, 1.5 plus million dollars. Hey, I'm so thankful for nearly a half a million dollars since October given to the shortfall fall of Golden State Baptist College this fall. That shows me God still wants the college open. I've learned that God can always take care of the finances. i tell you what I've learned. They say this is number nine. Well, I'm almost done, I have 7,321 left. As I begin to wrap it up, I like the word flexible. As I stand at the stadium, and I call this the stadium, I can see home plate, Brother David, right down there. You're almost on the pitcher's mound. you're a little bit close you got to get 90 feet away to be on the pitcher's mound. But I'll tell you what, I watch people being flexible. I mean, just so I don't labor, I can labor every one. I've watched people being flexible with the sound system, flexible with the live stream, flexible with the orchestra, flexible as electricians wiring things constantly nonstop, flexible as builders as they built this structure, flexible with other structures, with the the memberships have been flexible. Come here, park here, stay in your car, don't leave. This is the way we do it. Leave your mask on. God's people have been flexible. The security, God bless you, man. I just love watching you. Been so flexible. The parking lot attendance and the security. The stadium, it was patriotic. Red, white, and blue with bunting and the flags. It looks so beautiful. And then it changed to harvest, and it was decorated for harvest. Then it was decorated for Christmas, and now the Christmas is gone. And this is the winter scene. Uh, you see the, uh, the hearts here on some of these trees. And, and then it's getting ready for the spring, the last week of, of the month in February. And we'll have a spring uh, uh, decoration here. Oh gosh, people have been so flexible. And then I think about the deacons and the ushers and the music people and the instrumentalists and the tents and the heaters. Put them up, turn them on, go get propane, get the fans on. All the flexibility and the setting up for every service. And the Sunday school teachers and the bus workers still going to the homes of the bus captains without a bus bus riders, without a bus, but going to the houses and visiting. Thank God for the children's ministry and on and on it goes. The Christian school, what you have done. The college, what you people have done. And the publications, nearly a record year as well. It's just amazing. God has done something. Why? The people of God say, that's what we have to do. Let's do it. Let's be flexible. I'm nearly out of time. I think of that word fight. God has developed in my heart and in years courage. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Don't quit, don't give in, don't throw in the towel. God God wants me to keep on keeping on, pressing on the upper way, press on, child of God. I think number 11 of the foundation, the foundation of my life of the scriptures and this book has meant more to me this year than any other year. I'm talking about the fact that God just pulling messages out from my life and for this church one right after another. Let me close with number 12. I've told you what God has done for me. Faith. He's teaching and he's taught me more faith. I want more faith. Whatsoever is not a faith is sin. And God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. How? By faith. This church is going to be so blessed of God if we walk by faith. Faith is believing without seeing. Faith is believing that God could still rescue that prodigal son, that prodigal daughter. Faith could bring those kids back home to God. Faith can restore a broken marriage. God, 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 faith, faith in God, faith in God. Your broken heart, your shattered dreams. You've invested your life. So many parents watching tonight in here. You've invested in children that have just done nothing but shatter your heart. I want you to tell you that I still have faith in God that God can do anything. Faith and my father and the faithfulness of God and my friends. And the focus, this one thing I do. And the forbearance to wait on God. And the fidelity, more allegiance. I have more allegiance and more devotion. I'm reluctant to tell you this. I was dreaming, I guess, the other night. It must have been a dream. I wasn't, I believe, awake. I was was laying there. I was dreaming I was going over to the other side. I was coming to the last moments of my life Maybe it's because I have my sister so much in my mind that just passed away so suddenly. Brother Bertram, I'm ashamed to say it. I became afraid in my dream to die. And I began to pray, God, I've preached all these years how beautiful heaven must be. And I'm afraid right now. I'm afraid to leave. I think that what God was just saying again, son, you got more to learn, don't you? Fear not tomorrow. I've learned that I, I, I said, Lord, I, I want to pastor those people. And I began to think about the church and I know the Lord takes me in death. I know the church, because it's been built on God, will perhaps go to new heights, greater heights. I believe that. But I want you to know That God's put such a fidelity in my heart. I love standing here and watching you drive out. I wish I could get to that parking lot all the time. I thank God for you dear folks that I found out that the finances of God's people, I didn't have to, I got so concerned. But I didn't have to be concerned. God raised you up. And then I saw you become so flexible. Nobody fought me. I pity the pastor, that pastor's people that just fight them on everything. And then the fight, gonna stay in the fight and then the foundation. But my last letter, word that begins with the letter F is future. I see such good things ahead. I don't see negative things ahead. Or I, I don't know if the lockdown's gonna get worse. But God never lets anything touch my life or your life that hasn't filtered through the hand of the Heavenly Father. My Father knows everything. I see victories. All through this, I've, every day I've wondered and I've many times prayed, I wonder if someone's going to give me a call today and say, I'll think I'll pay your mortgage off for the church. It won't surprise me. You say, where do you think it's coming from? I have no idea but I watch people give and support us and help us that never even met us before. I I believe that there are many miracles yet ahead. I believe the hand of God is still gonna move, I believe God's blessing is still upon this place. I believe the church is gonna advance and go forward. I am. I can tell you this, as I see the future, I'm still fired up, our staff are fired up, the people of God are fired up. God, God allows everything to come into our life, to grow us, and to, and to magnify himself, and thank God I've learned, and you have learned so very much. God is orchestrating a great victory. It may be the trump of God shall sound. But if he leaves us here, you be prepared for 2021 as we press on that you're going to see God open up some miracles like you have never seen. Oh, we may have to go through hail and lice and frogs and flies. We may have to go through as they did the book of Exodus, get to that, that sea where they were trapped. But I truly believe, I can tell you tonight, I believe God's going to open up the sea and let us go through. That's what I've learned. I've learned it, and I continue to learn it. What have you learned? Have you learned to complain and to murmur and to doubt And to fear, it's time to get it right. Because you're going to be left behind. I promise you, God is going to show himself powerful in 2021. He's not done. He's not finished with us yet.
0: Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber.